What you're about to hear is a casual conversation between myself, Deeg, and Mukas, one of Planetside 2's most prolific content creators and community figureheads. Sit back, have a listen, and enjoy. Welcome to Basement Side. My name is Greg, Hello. also known as Deeg. I'm here with my friend Mukas, aka Salim. What is up? Hey, Deeg. I'm good, alhamdulillah. Not infected yet. Not infected is a good way to be. I'm, I'm, I'm so far so good. How are things? You're, you're on, you're in Marrakesh, right? Yeah, Marrakesh, Morocco. What's the general feeling about COVID around your parts? Mm, man, people are terrorized here. Since the country is uh, mostly, most of the country is working with tourism, uh-huh. it all went to zero. So uh-huh. people are freaking out. And for the measures, we just uh, imitate what's going on in Europe. So they, they, there's a quarantine, so we do quarantine too. It started uh, yesterday. So they start to ask you for um, a, a certain kind of authorization just to go out. Damn. So what yeah, but uh, for me, I'm, actually, since I have my company, I, I just have to write it for myself. But some other uh. people, they can, uh, they have to 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 have an authorization if, and say if they just want to buy stuff or if they have to go to work. So it's pretty weird. Never seen a situation like that for Morocco. It's, uh, I, I don't know what to think of it. I'm always positive in my, in my head. I know it's going to be good anyway. It's going to end up good. But here, people are pretty much freaking out. Yeah, that seems to be the sentiment I'm observing too. So I'm, I'm out here on the west coast of the U.S. I actually live about seven miles away from that retirement home where it first broke out here in the Seattle area. And uh, I think almost no one knows what to do, is my sentiment. Is my sentiment. Uh, uh, and the gamers, among, the us, gamers among us, I think, feel I think a little feel safe because little we just want to stay inside anyway. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's true that for gamers, it doesn't change much. <laughs> it doesn't change a lot. But yeah, I've been... Uh... I don't know if you follow all the SSP things, uh, the cosmic. Have you heard of cosmic disclosure? No. And uh, I've been following what uh, what what's been saying, what what is being said with the on this topic of with the cosmic disclosure, and I think it's going to be a, a transitionary phrase. It's going to be harsh, but it's going to end up uh, for the better. Huh. Cosmic disclosure. Man, what I'm shocked you haven't heard of this. Is it, a TV show? is it a TV show? It's a show that was on Gaia TV. It's um, uh, online with David Wilcock and Corey Good, mostly. Now okay. there's other guests with po- people talking about um, the their extended UFO uh, UFO stories, but uh, ah. in, in very deep detail, with like a cra- crazy for for hours and hours and hours and hours of shows. So yeah, I, I got addicted to this. SSB is Secret SSB Space Program? Yeah. I've never heard of this. It's, um, I, I sometimes I, I did a video about this long time ago. It was uh, going down the rapid hole, and I, I'm, still, I'm still in the hole. Hmm. <laughs> What's the basic idea of SSB? That there is a secret, uh, there is, a, there is a spaceships going around uh, in, in space from Earth from, since a long time, and uh, people here are not aware of it. And they're kept being kept in the dark. Yeah, well... But I'm probably really bad to talk about this. Yeah, it's definitely uh, not quite what I had in mind, but 
I'm insanely interested to hear more about it. So how long have you been into this stuff? Man, I've been so intrigued by the UFO stories since I was a adolescent, how do you say, like teenager. Uh-huh. I was like, this is weird, this, uh, this lights. And I was uh, already reading books about it like uh, maybe 15 years ago. And I kept it just in the back of my mind, but I kept going in my life. And maybe two, one, one year and a half uh, ago, I, I discovered all the cosmic disclosure videos. There is uh, hundreds of them with all of, of the people telling much more detailed story than what we used to have uh, like 15 years ago, 20, 20 years ago. Now it's mostly people talking about like uh, cl- close encounters with ETs, talking about them, communicating with them, their culture, etc. All they have to say about us, etc. It's hilarious. So it's like I always loved sci-fi, but uh-huh. now it's like a reality. So do you kind of watch if, it if for fun it. or because you, or do you feel like you believe it too? Uh, because of the amazing knowledge that there is in all these videos and the, the, the sp- spiritual growth that's uh-huh. coming out of it. Like there is a very deep wisdom in all of this, uh, this content. This is why I like to watch it. This, is, this makes more sense for me than, than like a mindless TV shows. Don't know how to like i don't watch tv I don't, I don't like to watch mindless things that that dumb me down like i like to TV, learn stuff like that so yeah either i'm watching documentaries about uh, current events or uh, other cultures uh-huh. or i'm watching uh, ufo stuff channelings um all kind of ufo videos now the content about this has exploded since 2015 2016 there was one whistleblower that came out that uh, blew everything up. It's, his name is Corey Good. Corey Good. Corey Good. Corey. Corey Good. Okay. So yeah, if you like sci-fi, you're gonna love his stories. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Did you? Oh, by the way, I still am hearing some feedback from my voice on your. Are oh, you hear me? Your audio. It's the speakers. I'm gonna lower them a bit. Okay. Hey, this. Okay. Tell me if it's still going. I'll tell you. Uh, Joe Rogan, I don't know if you're familiar with him, you know, biggest podcast yeah, in the world. Yeah, I love him. He did an interview with uh, um, an Air Force pilot and instructor where he talked about a real encounter he had with, an, with a UFO. Did you see that, that interview? I think I maybe I had a glimpse of it, but uh, just a glimpse of a pilot seeing an aircraft now is almost nothing compared to, to all the people like talking for hours about the uh, about uh, how they lived with ETs, worked with ETs. Like, uh, this is insane what's going on uh, if you tap into these videos. Some people have said that they worked for years in space and then come back, came back. And they, sometimes they remember just glimpses. Sometimes they remember, they remember everything. And uh, well, I, I started watching this just to know for myself if it was real. I just wanted to know, is this shit real? Right. Or are they shitting me? Like, I have to know. So I, I watched everything. Like, when I when I get into something, I get into hard. And yeah. I just watched everything, just, just like keeping it. an I'm open mind. Uh-huh. So I watched everything, almost everything, and I keep watching it. Just earlier, I was watching uh, another guy that's channeling uh, an AI from the future. His, his name is Kosol Uch. All this sounds very weird, but yeah, this is what I'm, I love to watch. Hmm. Sounds like there is a lot there. Yeah, I don't have a lot of exposure to that stuff, um, but uh, I, I get the whole idea of, I think that like, I think you and I are kind of close in age, and uh, I think that with our generation, yeah, I'm I'm 36, so close, 
uh, with our generation, I think a lot of people are looking for a different lens to grapple with reality through. I think that kind of like religion and stuff like that is not as popular as it used to be or not as accepted as a, as a kind of way to a lens through which to view the world. And we're all looking for different ways to, to understand. True, man. We're so lucky. We're so lucky to be able to, to see all these different perspectives online. I, I'm watching people all day on YouTube. I'm always listening to someone for, for like maybe 10, 15 years. So yeah, I, I feel it has made me grown a lot. I learned so much about business. I started, I, I, I watch almost about everything. I love to watch about business. I love to watch about uh, spirituality. And uh, right now, for me, the most interesting is this, uh, this uh, SSP UFO things. Interesting. But yeah, we're lucky to be able to, to see other people's perspectives. So yeah, I'm very grateful for all the people that make their videos and able us to, to grow with them, you know? It's actually why I created, I have several channels now. I have the Mukas Gaming channel about Blindside 2. And I have another channel just for learning. It's called Conference Maroc, uh -huh. where I only post long, long videos about people teaching, uh, teaching subjects, different subjects. And for now, I posted like 50, 50 conference, like very long videos just how, to, to, to share the knowledge. How many channels do you have? Like, I'm aware of at least five, I think. I have uh, six on YouTube and... Uh, three four on, on facebook and i also helped uh, three other people build their youtube channels i i did it for them so yeah i created like nine that's amazing man you have a real passion for visual entertainment <laughs> man we're so lucky again i i like uh for me it's normal like uh it's people that are who do don't do this who are missing out in my opinion like uh are just guys missing out to not document all your life with the it used to be very hard to record video videos. I started with a very expensive camera that uh, was recording two, two or three pixels, and now we have uh, we have phones, we have CPUs that record anything. So yeah, it's easy to do, and it has a huge value. You can sell them. I, I built my business uh, based on that, and I almost have no no building cost. You know, when some when people order something from me, I don't have to build to 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 buy a how to say the matière première in French, you know, you have, you, you need the components to build something, but to, to build videos, you don't need components. You, ju you just need the, your camera. So I don't need any, any further investment. Just your time. Don't know if you see what I mean. Yeah, I do see what you mean. And that's, you're right. That's a huge difference. Uh, the, the accessibility of actually starting that kind of work is better and has a lower point of entry than it ever has in the past. So people who want to can just get into it. I, I experienced something kind of similar myself. With For me, um, I, I've been playing online games for like 20 years, right? And um, I got to a point where I just was just like, I want to do something more with my hobby. Like I want to do something creative and meaningful. I don't just want to play one game, then play another game, then play another game. And so I started making YouTube videos. I started streaming and I started talking to people and... I was able to do all that with basically an investment of mostly time because um, because it, it, all the tools are so available. Things like OBS are free. Things like Twitch are free. Things like YouTube are free. It's a, it's a different world, man. Yeah, man. I told you I, I, everything got easier. I just changed, the, by the way, to uh -huh. my my headset, my uh, my speakers to my headset. So you okay. don't hear my echo anymore. Yeah, great. That's good. I think that'll be uh, that'll be good. 
It sounds good so far if you're on it right now. Yeah, I just switched. Yeah, like like I told you, it's a, it got really easier. And uh, I, I really think that it's the people that are not doing it that are missing out. And it has created a huge opportunity that, that I wasn't expecting at the beginning. Uh, I, I started my to be... When I started on YouTube, it was really because I was depressed. It was in 2012. I had a, had a very boring job, I told you earlier. It was the computer graphic, fra graphics. What were you making doing? Making houses in 3D. Oh, like yeah. Like I was working with architects. Sure. Making, bil making buildings in 3D, like houses, banks, uh, residences. And it was getting boring. Like after 30 houses, 30 buildings, it's, getting, it's the same thing. Yeah. I was, I was depressed. I was bored. I was miserable. 2012 and this is where i created mukas the, the the youtube channel but i was making videos since a long time actually since i was a kid but mm -hmm. I, I never thought this could be a career and speaking of making it a career how what have you done to make it a career like i know that youtube doesn't pay a lot of money for views um where uh so you're obviously putting out a ton of content i see you put out videos like multiple times a week on your main gaming channel plus you have these other channels uh, you're helping people spin up their own channels. I know some creators are using like Patreon as a way to kind of get people who like their work to support them. Um, how have you made a life out of making videos? That's a, that's a very good question. I'm, I'm, th I'm thinking right now. I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't started thinking it would be a career. I started it just because I wanted to have fun uh -huh. and I wanted to share my love for, for video games that I have since I was a kid again. And uh, I knew I had pretty good skills and I had great gameplay to share. And uh, video after video, I, I just seeing the feedback and the comments, I, I really understood that I had to keep this, uh, keep this up. People keep saying, uh, man, keep this up. You should, I, I had this comment, uh, you should make a living out of your videos many times, like uh, at the beginning. Right. Because people were noticing some uh, maybe details in the editing that were really, really nice. And uh, so, yeah, I just... Uh, Tai Lopez often says uh, you should take feedback from people you, you don't know. Not Don't take feedback from people, you know, like your parents. Parents are going to say you're good at everything. Right. But people online that don't care about you, they're going to tell They're going to tell it straight to they'll your face. They'll tell you the truth. And they're going to be brutal about shit, it too. You're shit, you're <laughs> shit at this or you're great at this. You should keep this up. And I had this comment that uh, you deserve uh, millions of subscribers many times. So I was like, if... if People that don't care about me say it. It must. Uh, it must be. It must have some kind of truth. So I just kept going. You really have to love it to to keep going like that. Honestly, I I keep doing videos even though I don't I don't make I, I don't even think about the money when I make the videos. I just want to make them epic. So this is how you you got to think. And uh, after a while, uh, you you get a certain threshold of views and subscribers. YouTube start to pay you. I got uh, one, my first check. I received it by Western Union. It was hilarious. It, it shocked my parents also. Uh huh. And then after after hundreds of videos, people started noticing in my in my city, and uh, people started asking me for for their videos. Like uh, you, you make all these videos. Can you make one for me? I need a simple mission like this, like that. And uh, this has become my company, Cash Lab. Cash Lab. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw your channel. And I saw some of the other stuff you've done, like you've worked with dancers. Um, I saw you did a, a podcast all about Marrakesh with someone. Um, yeah. I'm just astonished at your output, man. Man, you have to love it. And I just developed systems 
to to start to make videos much faster. I used to make videos. It used to take sometimes weeks to make a video. Now uh, with the the systems I put in place, it it sometimes take a few hours to have the same result. I still uh, st there's still some videos that I put a lot of effort in, several days. But like uh, now with the, some basic videos, I can I can make them much faster than earlier, just by having uh, more organization. After yeah, 800 videos, yeah, you start to to have a system. I'll bet. I bet I could learn a ton from you. This is one of the reasons why. Man, I started, my, my I started course doing... is free, man. I actually I actually looked at the first couple of videos of your course. You have a course on Skillshare, all about yeah, how to, to share make it a gaming YouTube for, channel. For, yeah. What I, I inspired for, you to do for that? Free. Man, I, I have a lot, uh, a lot of questions from people in Marrakesh and online asking me what I use, uh, what software I use, what editing software I use, how I do this, how I do that. And I knew it since a long time that I had to do a course. And um, I saw all the, the infopreneuria tenden tendency on, uh, on internet, people selling their courses. And I tried to do that first on Teachable. But uh, I didn't like that I had to send uh, I had to send traffic all the time to this website, so I switched to Skillshare, where I, I just put it out and I get uh, and I get paid uh, by the premium members if they watch, and uh, I can give up free links. And for the Plant Statue community, I have no problem gi giving it for free because I know it's going to be reinvested into Plant Statue. So yeah, I knew be... I had to make a course, and there's and there's more planned. That's a really cool thing you've done. Um, I think that. It's one thing to make a really great product that inspires people, but when you can actually take what you've learned and share it with others so they can do the same thing, that's a whole other level, man. Um, I really ad admire that actually, and I'm gonna—I've only watched the first little bit of that sh of a, that course, but I'm sure I have something to learn because whenever I sit down to make a video, I'm always frustrated at how long it takes me. That's why man, I switched to doing spoken content. <laughs> Because well, I like I like to talk to people, so there's that. But also, it's yeah. for me, it's much easier to um, just uh, <laughs> sit down and talk to someone and record it with some background footage. Yeah, see, podcasts are great. I listen to podcasts all the time, but uh, I really believe in the video because uh, it has a huge impact on me myself. Like, uh, like some videos make me cry. Like some videos make me elevate to some incredible levels. Yeah, and I know I can do it myself. So, like, why not do it? takes me zero zero money to create this and you oh, can yeah. create some incredible emotions into people yeah so I'm like i'm like wow why don't you take advantage of this the content on on youtube is so crappy in general like uh, the quality of content is so bad You're right there's a lot of good content of course but like uh, uh so uh, yeah i wanted to showcase something epic why don't we have more epic videos online I, i'm i myself crave this content like uh the kind of YouTube channels I like is like Threaty. I don't know if you know this player. He's posting Battlefield videos. Hey, he used to post like... I need to interrupt this for a second. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah? My wife just buzzed me. We have a delivery. And because of all the COVID stuff, I, I need to just run down and grab it real quick. So if you okay. don't mind, let's pause for five minutes. And I'll be right. right back. Okay? Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, Salim. I'm back. Hey, man. Hey, sorry about that. Yeah, it's cool. You know, uh, with everything going on with the coronavirus, it's just uh, whenever I have stuff delivered, I'm, I feel a little too anxious to just let it sit there in the, in the lobby of our apartment building. And I just feel like I got to go get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm, no, not really. 
what do you want to is, is it a shared shared place i'm not sure what yeah yeah that's right how so, is it over there yeah i'm on like the you know there are another like 30 or 40 other people living here in this building and uh um the way that the access works packages are often dropped in a place where anyone can walk inside the building and just take stuff okay and, i see okay and we had I understand package stuff before so it's just like you know what let's just make this simple i'll go get it now but anyway i see i wanted to talk to you a little bit about planet side um yeah and, a, and about love. the recent update yes our shared passion well that and you know youtube and all this stuff um <laughs> so recently the escalation update went live on planet side they added the bastion the uh war asset system sanctuary and soon to be coming outfit wars how do you think it's going man it's going great like uh i don't know if it's because of the virus but like the population is going insane it's nice to see huge battles again many people came back in my outfit uh, i had some amazing squad plays amazing playstation recently i told you the last time i played i pulled a bastion and then i tried to protect uh, a6 bastion Man, the game is crazy epic. It reminds me of the glory days. Yeah, that's... And been... yeah, I, I like where, where it's going. And actually, I've been waiting for this. Yeah, like you're one of those like faithful Planet Side guys that's been playing the game daily for years. And you've seen the low times. You've been through the low times. You've been a community leader through the low times. So it must feel pretty awesome to you to finally see people coming back and to see the population swell and to see multiple continents open on every server. Um, that's got to feel good. Yeah, man. For me, just like uh, the normal state of playing side, I couldn't understand why this game <laughs> wasn't getting attention. I was like, I'm having so much fun playing this game. I cannot be the only one who thinks this. Like, uh, it's. Uh, I always found it weird that this game uh, has such small player base for the quality of content. Like, uh, I used to play a lot of Battlefield 3 before, mm. Team Fortress 2, Battlefield 3. And uh, I paid for Overwatch. I played it maybe two hours, and then I got bored. Hmm. And uh, I realized uh, how much content there was in Primeside 2. I'm still not over it. I haven't finished uh, checking out all the cool stuff. Yeah, it's totally unique. So yeah, Planet Side feels is. good that uh, it's coming because I know the more people there is, the the funnier my playstations are. This is like a basic Primeside 2 mathematics. The more people there is, the the more epic it is for everyone. Yeah. So I, I, the for me, the most logical thing for me was to make videos to to attract attention on this game. So yeah, it feels great to to finally see Planeset to uh, rise again, where it should be. Yeah, I, I think agree. it deserves even much it more could players. It be a lot bigger, but, uh, you know. Of course, yeah. Like if if you compare it, it bigger. So we we've, we've been seeing some population spikes up to like over ten thousand players concurrent. Is it, is it concurrent or daily? I'm not sure which, but. That's like a, like a 500% increase on what we were doing before the update was announced. Um, but even if you compare that number to some of the other bigger games out there, it's not even in the same ballpark. Like uh, if you yeah. compare it to like like like, like a popular nothing. battlefield game, you could add uh, you know 50 copies of Emerald and we still wouldn't be at the same population overall. Um, I kind of feel the same way that you do, though. It's like, why, why doesn't Planetside attract more people? And I think yeah, that there are like I some see. simple ways to look at it, right? Like, oh, it's very hard on new players, right? We can agree on that. It is brutal for new players. Um, Performance. You need a big PC to run it, actually. 
Right. There's you a need, big performance you need a, like, a nice rig to, to enjoy it at, uh, at its fullest. Yeah. And, and... Uh, of course, you need friends. Like, uh, there is a lot of requirements, actually, to, to start enjoying it at its fullest. Yeah, the social component, I think, is probably the hardest one of those to solve for most people. Um, it's an interesting yeah. thing. So, Salim, did you play Planetside 1 as well? No, I, I, I never I never played Planetside 1, and I heard about it just because of Planetside 2. Sure. I went from Battlefield uh, 3 to, to Planetside 2, right at launch. Gotcha. And I always thought like uh, it's, a, it's a game that makes you stronger, Planetside 2, in a, in a way that uh, it makes you overcome challenges. The game is hard, you think you're good, you think you're the shit, and you enter the server and you get wrecked. <laughs> and you get wrecked over and over. As soon as you get a little bit sloppy, as soon as you get a little bit lazy, you start getting wrecked in this game. So yes. I noticed that it's uh, something, it's a game that uh, makes you strive to be better. So this is why I, I believe in this project, like in a deeper level, not just in a gaming level. And I try to show this in some, some quotes in my videos. Uh -huh. I try to make it very, very subtle, but uh, for me, it's more than just a game. I the think thing, it's a new era in gaming. Yeah, it's completely unique still. Um, I've, I've been thinking about that same problem myself because there are a lot of really successful competitive online shooters that really encourage you to improve your skills. You can name a bunch of them off the top of your head. Think about a Counter-Strike, which has been around forever. That's another example of a very popular game that encourages you to, be, to get good, to get good results. I think where Planetside kind of comes in differently is, 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 is trying to be an MMO where it has the continuity and, the pos and also the, the sandboxy nature of it where there are so many battle options that you could lose a fight just because you brought the wrong thing very frequently. Like, um, yeah, I think it's um, competitive in a more deep, deeper level. In a, with the scale, it, it adds a, a, the, the team play element and the fact that uh, if you don't organize with your faction, this is like uh, having underpower. This is worse than having other power underpowered weapons. So it it makes it very very hard to balance. Actually, uh, I, I thought it many times. It's a, this game has so many levels of complexity, uh, with the fact that it's combined arms with so many players and with all the the FPS mechanic, the classic FPS mechanics and more. Like Counter Strike, you cannot even go ADS. For me, it's like the bare bones of FPS gaming, like Counter Strike. For me, it was ga it was gaming 20 years ago. Yeah. Now, yeah. like go ADS, you have vehicles, you you have sway, like uh, you have projectile velocity, which makes a huge difference compared to hit scan weapons. Yeah. So I think you have all the all the components of complexity stacked together. This is why I think it makes it extremely deep and uh, that you cannot go over all the, the playstyles, which makes it uh, quite addictive, actually, also. Yeah, if you like mastering different playstyles, like, I've I probably put, like, I don't know, somewhere between 800 and 1,000 hours into the game myself, which is pretty pretty low compared to a lot of people, like yourself, I'm sure, who completely dwarf what I've done. And a lot of the guys that how I, do, I How much do you say? Probably between 1,800. I would say probably under 1,000 hours for me. Okay. It's, yeah, it's pretty tiny compared to some, some vets. Right. I have a 4.8K hours. Yeah, yeah. So you have probably, you know, six times as many hours as I do. There are guys that I play mm -hmm. with in, in Bushido way who I'm sure dwarf even that. Um, yeah. It's a game that has K such a high, and like, the skill curve is you almost never hit the top of it, right? 
because there's always something yeah. new to learn, some new play style to work in. Um, and the it, other players are getting better. Yeah, there's an arms race. It's like who's getting better the fastest. It's not who's the best. That's why I find it uh, also like a, when I say it makes you strive to get better. I told you sometimes I think I'm good. Uh, I'm like, I'm the mukas, I'm the shit. I'm going to enter the server and kick everyone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and you get in and, and, and you get completely wrecked. And I just noticed that uh, I just have to humble myself and uh, get uh, get my my, my together. And, and then you can get back to the level you you pretend to to be, and that's uh, that's why I think it's a it's like a, a, a constant struggle to get better in this game. Do you think that's one of the things that turns people off from Planet Side? The fact that there is a constant struggle where if you're not if you're not playing intelligently all the time, you get wrecked. I think yes, there is a, there's this, this side to it. Like it's a very unfriendly for new players or people that are unwilling to learn. Are unwilling to take a beating to understand what's going on. I think one and, of the. Um, I think it also transmits in life, like uh, uh, something you understand early on, especially as a man, young man, is that you have to take beatings over and over to understand some lessons, and uh, it it translates also to business. I think there is lessons in this game for really all all uh, all aspects of lives, and there is a video dedicated to it. It's heavy damage. Heavy Damage 27, I think, AlphaGo, where it compares gaming uh, with the uh, with life. Huh. I don't know if I've seen that one. I might have to check it out. What's the comparison you make? Heavy Damage 28, uh, where uh, where uh, I compare. I, I put a quote from a movie called AlphaGo, where uh, the top player in this game is called Lee Sedol. He compared his his playstyle as his way of life. He, he, his playstyle is always pushing the the next level, never settling, and there's some is something he does in his life and is in his game, and I compared this also to Planeside too. Yeah, I think it's a way to go through game. It's a way to go through life. Like you have You're to always, always pushing be to the next level. taking on the next challenge. You have to suffer through uh, the defeats. You gotta suffer. Th- you gotta you gotta get things wrong before you get them right. You know. Um, yeah, and just not settling for all those the same techniques. And uh, and just getting getting stale, right? That's and what also, I wanted to say, yeah. you have to be careful to not. You have to be careful to not accept false wins. Like I think about uh, some of the other popular games. Like one of the ones you mentioned was Overwatch, right? Overwatch has um, each character has an ultimate ability, which is kind of like press Q to win. Um, where even if you suck at the game, you can still get some success by using that ability. Um, there is skill in it, of course, but it, it there seems to be a move in games as the audience expands because, you know, back in the day, there was a m- much fewer people playing video games. And you could assume that anyone who was playing the game was like a nerd who wanted to keep, be good or there were some basic assumptions you could make. But as mobile games happened, as consoles gained more and more attraction, as PCs became more and more affordable, as internet became more available, uh, suddenly you can't make the same assumptions about every single person playing a game you used to. And it's opened up uh, a desire. I think that there are so many games who try to attract every single possible player. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I see. It's, uh... Side is great. Because it doesn't try to say, we want everybody to play Planet Side. 
everybody in the world should enjoy Planetside. It doesn't try to be everything. It says, no, we're a sandbox shooter. You play with your friends and you have to cooperate to win, period. And that's also what I love about the Escalation update is it doubled down on the idea that in order to be successful, you have to cooperate. You have to play with an outfit. Um, and thank God, because these outfits have been hurting for a long time. In yeah, terms man. Of support back from the game and the developers. Um, I was watching, I think it was in your interview with Rel that you did, where you talk, where um, he said uh, that there were at one point, like three people working on Planetside. Yeah, <laughs> nuts. That's Pretty a crazy nuts. number. That's a crazy fucking thing. <laughs> I don't know how you can possibly even hold the game together with that many people. It really puts it into context. Um, yeah, and I think they've been so quiet about all of what happened. Like people would have, would have been much more comprehensive. I'm sure that uh, if they open like some something like a Kickstarter campaign or a GoFundMe campaign, they'll get a lot. On people love this project like to death. Like the. And I, and I thought of it like I was trying to understand why people say they have a love-hate relationship with Planetside 2. Have you have you thought of this? Yeah, yeah, I have. I give that a lot of thought. What do you think? Like, uh, I was I was thinking it's because the it's a game that inflicts pain and also pleasure at the same time. Like, uh, you you get frustrated like crazy, and uh, from time to time you get these crazy crazy epic moments. And I think this is the the love hate relationship that people are, are talking about. Yeah. And uh, it punishes you, dude. It's it's punishing, and and frustrating sometimes without any reason. Like sometimes you get team killed. There's nothing you could have done against this. Sometimes you get road killed. Nothing you could have done against this. Yes. And you just have to accept it. Like you like you just sometimes bad luck and you die. That's it. <laughs> It's almost like there's a life lesson there, you know? Sometimes, sometimes like when, yeah. you, when you get your ass kicked, you have a lesson to learn. But sometimes, you're just unlucky. There's no lesson. Yeah, just unlucky. I found yeah. this hilarious. I told you, it, it looks like life sometimes. Yeah. In life, you, you have some uh, some things like that. Sometimes you, you, you ponder ponder why you failed. And uh, sometimes there's not much, to, not much to ponder. Yeah, and I think alongside that, I've had a similar thought. Which is like the more the more mindful I am when I approach my life, like the more I think about what it is I'm doing and how I'm approaching problems and situations, the more likely I am to have a successful result. And it's exactly the same in Planetside. If I turn my brain off when I'm playing Planetside, sometimes I'll get lucky and I'll run into a herd of new players that I can just slaughter. Most of the time when yeah. I turn my brain off, I just get farmed and I get frustrated and I fucking quit. <laughs> Yeah, the same observation, man. I cannot play this game distracted or just half play it. Like, uh, you have to put your fa full focus on it and uh, and try to adapt to the situation by the second. One of my favorite adaptations that I've watched you pull off is your, your Ambusher Light Assault play. Oh, cool. I'm glad you like it, man. It's, it's, I love this play style so much. Dude. I'm, 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 I think there should be more con of this content. I would love to watch... If there's uh, any ambusher players here, I would love to watch gameplay, my guys. Freaking post it. I've had a hard time getting into the ambusher playstyle. I, I I pretty much only play light assault, so I'm really inspired by the videos that you do for that. Um, for me, I think if there weren't jetpacks in Planet Side, I might not even play it. I just like it so much. But the ambusher style is so risky. It's scary, man. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Sometimes I have to to retain myself from not pulling this loadout because I know it's gonna it's gonna get me killed, and it's just for the for the style. And um, some some when I feel at my peak performance, this is where I pull it. I'm I like a, I know I can do something here. This is a pretty good opportunity, and then I focus like crazy. I hold my mouse like almost crushing my mouse. Uh-huh. And and start jumping around like this playstyle, like it it gets me tired. Like you, you play one hour like that, then you're exhausted. Yeah, yeah. I, I I am not at all surprised to hear you say that. It's a completely high risk, high reward style. It makes great highlights. Makes beautiful gameplay, man. Like, uh, do you this, need this? Could be uh, this is trailer material. Yeah. People told me like uh, I, my gameplay looks like the, the trailer. Yeah, I think that I think that the ambusher light assault is is the most fun looking way to play Planetside. Like, I, I think if you're trying to market it to someone who's never never seen the game before, never played it. Yeah. And you like, and you want to convince them that, that it's a dynamic, fun game. It's like, oh, watch this. See some dude flying around yeah. with a shotgun and and like uh, and and a, and a SMG and C4, like blowing the shit out of things and just barely surviving. Totally uh, agree. That's, these that's big maps, like uh, traversing a huge amount of terrain, seeing the Zerg under you, this is what looks good with epic music. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> well, I'm I'm gonna have to I'm have to think about that because I like the playstyle. Here's the thing, though, I don't have Asp unlocked in any of my characters yet. Do you think I need to have SMG secondary to make that playstyle work? Man, totally not. Uh, I started doing great with this playstyle, just with the shotgun and emissary in the. The, for the pistol, uh-huh. I, and uh, you can still do pretty good, and uh, it it really exploded and uh, and make and made it more uh, more accessible for other situations. The fact that to have ASP, because uh, all of a sudden you can you can engage at further ranges. But uh, if you only go if ultra CQC, the the love dot with that ASP is, is totally viable. Okay, okay, I have to meditate on that. I have um, gotten more brave of recent times. And um, so when I was a Planetside noob uh, back in, I think 2015 is when I started really playing it. Uh, I, I didn't play around launch. Um, I I got so frustrated by getting farmed. Um, I was about to quit. And before I quit, I was like, I'm just going to try something different. And I tried. I decided to load up shotguns. And like anyone with a shotgun, I just started doing much better because it's a uh, it's 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 much easier to cover up mistakes when you're playing with a shotgun, because you can abuse client side and you don't have to aim for headshots to get kills. Um, yeah. And I uh, often do this when I'm frustrated, like to, just to change loadout to something completely new. Yeah, I think that there's a, a little bit of an elitist attitude by some players in the community about shotguns and loadouts like that. What do you think about that? Man, I think when people say uh, shotguns is a new weapon, I'm like, show me the, your footage of you playing with a shotgun. If it's, if it's such a new weapon, show me your epic kill streaks. And uh, then there is nothing. People just talk because they get one shotted and they think it's uh, it's easy. But I th- I get much more kills with carbines than with shotguns. But I prefer to use shotguns because they're much more fun. Uh, they're very unreliable compared to other games like Battlefield. I used to have much more kills with the, with, the, with them on on other games, and I think I honestly think I honestly think they're they're underpowered in Planetside 2. Shotguns are underpowered in Planetside 2. Shotguns are underpowered. There is an unpopular opinion. Yeah, I know. Do tell. And, How uh, are they underpowered? 
man, they're so inaccurate. The palette spread is huge and it's random. It's RNG, you know? There's no consistency with them unless you're at point blank, which is like a terrible. The, the only shotgun that used to be good is the the pre the pre uh, pre change jackhammer. Before it it used to has a it used to have a cone a tight hip fire cone. Before this shotgun was really good. Now it's really bad, like all the shotguns. But uh, f- still the 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 most fun way to use the ambusher jets. So yeah, shotguns are clearly underpowered. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if the kind of attitude towards shotguns has to do with um I don't know, the whole risk reward thing we talked about where plants can be very punishing. I feel like I feel like shotguns in some ways are one of the more punishing weapons to go up against because um if you screw up at all, it's so easy to just be brained by a shotgun. And you don't have to be a skilled operator necessarily to score kills that way. Like with, with my example, where um, I I was getting killed and farmed so bad when I first started Planet Side that I had to use a shotgun to start enjoying the game a little bit. Because there is a certain kind of inertia where you can't experience what's good about Planet Side unless you kind of have some success with it. Like you have some streaks or you have, if all you're doing is getting farmed all the time, um, there's like a, 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 a monkey brain chemical thing that kind of tells you to avoid the pain, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I'm just. Honestly, when I when I'm um, when I'm getting in uh, when I get him farmed, I just change a uh, situation or just change loadout. Uh, usually, when I get him farmed, it's my fault. I, I, if you you at some point you notice that it's you who inflict yourself this pain. Like uh, you're running out and in, in, you're running into the same situation with the same loadout and thinking it's gonna go different. Like, I uh, don't know who said definition is insanity, is trying the same thing over and over again. Right. Uh, thinking thinking it will make a different results. So, yeah, usually when you, when I ch- change route, try a different uh, way, all of a sudden, this is a huge 15 kill streak. Uh, and I'm like, I was like, okay. <laughs> I just yeah, have to adjust through. this. I yeah. just think for a second before responding. And all of a sudden, there's a huge difference. Absolutely. I've done that a thousand times too, where um, I I believe that I know what the appropriate approach should be, or I believe that the way I want to play should work. Like, I'm like, this should work. It should be valid. It should be successful and it's not working and I'm too stubborn or too, or just not paying attention enough or too tired or whatever. Um, exactly. And that, that, that yeah. attitude that you expressed, I think hits the nail right on the head. If I'm getting farmed, it's my fault. I think that that's an attitude that is super critical to enjoying Planet Side, but is not very. Um, I would say I haven't run into a lot of people who who have expressed that idea. Man, uh, it's something that I apply now in my life. Everything is my fault, and it's uh, very liberating when you when you think that way. So it's always on me, so I can change it. I can improve. It's always on me, so I have a. I have an opportunity to change it, dude. I completely. And there's something I, 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 I learned this from Ty Lopez. I think one of his courses. I bought his one of his courses. They're amazing. Uh-huh. One of them is called "Everything Is Your Fault," <laughs> and uh, well titled. Uh, so yeah, he 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 goes into like a well. If you go with this mindset, it's gonna be uh, you're gonna feel to have much more uh, control over your life. 
if you think yeah it's the government it's this it's uh, the weapon that is underpowered this is just an excuse to not improve yeah so when i hear is... people complain i just uh, i just hear people uh, people whining i hear i hate to hear people complain people live like kings and they complain right because because they've been inconvenienced by being inflexible with their 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 view of the way things should go um that's really i i've come to much a similar understanding in my own life um by different means i mean um i, I think that idea might might have some un universality to it where if you accept the premise that when things go wrong you have a role to play maybe it's not your fault but there's something you could have done to have either avoided this the bad situation or to improve the bad situation then suddenly you can do something you're not disempowered and you're not you're not putting out this energy to the world that i deserve this and the world cheated me um and i think there are some people in the world who actually do have a pretty bad deal actually do have a pretty raw go of it yeah of course and for whom complaining is legit but i think for people who can spend you know two three hours four hours five hours a day playing a video game that might not apply <laughs> yeah so yeah um I really respect that attitude, and it's something I am trying to apply more and more. Um, when you get sick of playing Light Assault, though, what, what other ways do you like playing Planetside? Man, I love the magic. Um, uh -huh. Magic, I'm, I'm trying with the ASP. It's really fun to have a, an assault rifle and a battle rifle and the underbars, an underbar shotgun and underbar smoke launcher. I think it's a really cool loadout. I so don't you play, play it much, in, a, uh, in an aggressive way? No, I play magic like it's meant to be play, camping behind my friendlies and raising them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just I, I, like uh there's so many ways to play. I like to I like to fly, I like to play max when I have an NG. Uh -huh. It's really cool to, to shred people. Yeah. There is a lot of possibilities. Like I love to drive, man. Oh man, driving with the buggy racer chassis is so fun. Yeah, the vehicle game of Planet Side is scary, I think. Scary, why? What I think it's mean? hard to get into for most people. Um, really? Yeah. It's maybe for some vehicles. For buggy driving is is actually very simple. If you know if you know how to drive. I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm thinking about it like again from this new player perspective for vehicles, um, and and also a little bit from my own perspective because I've I've been a staunch infantry side player almost all of my time. And I've only just kind of started to, to do a little vehicle stuff because I'm trying to introduce some of my friends from my Discord who aren't who aren't Planetside players, really. I'm trying to introduce them to the game. And the best way I found to do that is to just create, is just run a Sunderer for them and bring them to fights. And they're here, fight here. And I get a medic load out and I just follow behind them and revive them. And everyone has fun. Yeah, um, pretty good. It's a pretty good way. It's also what I do. Either make them gun for you like for a harasser or yes. a sender, or do, or do a magic ball with them. Yeah, and that, that seems to be the combination that, that newer players can kind of hook into and enjoy. without Because they're not having to figure out what fights to go to. They're not having to figure out what loadouts to use necessarily. I just say, hey, play Heavy Assault. Play Light Assault if you want to, but really just play Heavy Assault. It's easy. Um, it's kind of like the, the, the chicken tenders of Planetside, you know, always good. Uh, yeah, I really noticed with my friends... I got a lot of people into the game. Like uh, the thing that make them stick is uh, when they play in squad. Like uh, when they play with uh, someone else, when they talk with someone, when they can yeah. communicate with someone that know, knows what it is. That's just it. 
and uh, this makes a huge difference if they stick or don't stick. Even so, I, when I when the game was going um, uh, really stale and down, uh, I stopped uh, squad leading because there was a very clear reward, so I got yeah. uh, burned out. And uh, many people just stopped playing. Also, the with the the less and less squads, less and less leadership, people started leaving the game. Like uh, I think it's uh, really the life of the game is people who actually squad lead. Yeah, well, they they make the game, and in a in a game that's based on cooperation against an opponent, um, you have to have someone who's deciding where to go um, to bring everyone together to unify yeah. your efforts. If you don't have that, then um, you're just so much less effective. And also, that feeds back into the social component of the game because not only are you grouping together with this person once, but maybe you you join their outfit. Um, and you group to get you group together with them over days and weeks and months, and before you know it, you can't stop playing the game because you have to meet friends who are into it. And every time there's an update, you come back to it because you you're like a a fly to a bright light. You just can't stop yourself. That's the way I feel about Planet Side. I can never stay away from it. Yeah, this is also why I was shocked when uh, when Rel said the, that no one in RPG squad lead or platoon lead. Oh yeah. I was like, oh. My- Oh my god, I was so shocked. <laughs> I was yeah. like, no one in RPG squad leads? What the hell? This is like a... I don't know, it's like a dev not playing his game. Developing a game, not playing his game. This is the, the same level of what I felt. Even though yeah. I have a lot of respect for what they're doing with the with their means, but uh, I found this shocking. Yeah, I think there is like a, a certain... Like, just play devil's advocate. Like, there is a certain truth to say you don't have to be good at a game to be a good developer for a game necessarily. I, I get that. But man, I when when the game has been going in a direction that has not been satisfying to most people for so long, to come back and hear that, it's a little disheartening. I mean, we all know Rel plays the game. He came from being a YouTuber. So we know that he can play... Um, but not only did yeah. did he say that no one squad leads, but I also got the impression, and it might have been probably the interview you did or the interview with Archie, I don't know which, that no one from RPG really plays the game. In fact, one of the things that Rel said was he tries to give people homework of go home and play the game. Yeah, I was also quite uh, disappointed. Like, uh, this this would be like uh, the most logical thing for me to do, like to bring all the team together. Okay, we're developing Planetside 2. Let's play Planetside 2 and create a platoon, show ourselves, maybe live stream it, record it, and just learn uh, by playing together of uh, how is it, how it is being a squad member, how it is being a squad leader. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, maybe they just have don't have enough time. But I was uh, pretty disappointed by this answer. Yeah. Yeah. There's. I mean, even just like, like like a small squad doing Valkyrie drops or running around in a Sunderer, you have one person deciding yeah. where to go, everyone else following around and supporting. It's it's the quintessential experience. And, you know, maybe you can develop towards that experience without having been in it yourself, but it's, it's only helpful. Um, and it seems like it would be a small investment to get that perspective unless, and this is an even worse possibility, Unless you can't even do the basics, like move around and shoot competently, um, which <laughs> oh, this would be really bad. I, I don't know what's their level, honestly. I would like to see more of this. There's 20 members in their team, and uh, you only hear about uh, very few of them. 
like Real, Carto, yeah, and yeah. and you never see them play. This is why I, I found this weird. We should see them play often, in my opinion. Like it's their game. They should be really good. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm wondering. Yeah, maybe like, we should uh, like uh, maybe we need like a community event. You know what I'm saying? Like a play with the devs event. Maybe that's something that RPG organizes because they're too busy, but they just show up to. Um, I don't know. I think there's possibility there. Um, what do you think of that idea? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, honestly, I often run open squads because I know I know many people want to uh, want to play with me. I know it on Millery. To people send me chats all the time. Right. And uh, very popular guy. And, and I know it makes the the session better for all people. Like uh, I know a little bit of effort squad leading for me can make this the session so much better for a lot of people. And uh, I think it's worth it sometimes. It it makes it uh, and the people give you back this energy at some point. And yeah, I'll be glad if some of the dev, devs would join my open squad. I'd be so happy. Of course. Imagine if the dev if a dev joins your squad and he starts using his, his his dev tools, creating uh, ten orbital strikes around uh, Ceres on your command. It's, it's I think so that cool. would piss some people off. <laughs> Man, I think they would make people know, hate the devs more. No, they, they'll let the people know that they are here. They're the gods, <laughs> the gods of the game. <laughs> they Friday come nights, with ten on planet side, the gods, the gods they, of Araxis have descended. They come with with ten bastion. And then they disappear, just to freak people out. <laughs> I want to see, I want to see like, <laughs> like Rel and Cardo and those guys have like, um, be like, be like in like maxes, except like a hundred times the size, and they're just like walking over base walls, oh, yeah. dropping orbital strikes and shit, and everyone's trying to chase them and shoot them down. <laughs> oh, this would be hilarious! It's planet side PVE. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is how they could create like small events just by Raid showing bosses. up in a server. They're like, hey, this is a car tour online. I'm pulling my super tank that's in development. Uh, come check it out or something. Yeah, or, maybe you or need just like an silly. alert type for that, you know? Like um, a special but alert. But yeah, people would love that. Huh. People would love that. They'll create content. They'll make video about it. This will create like a, it's a, it would be a way to do marketing in a certain way, in, indirectly. Yeah, it's a fun idea. Yep, I think the, the RPG staff does us have to show us that they can that they can roll, or that they at least want to. Maybe it might be even like a funny thing, like they're so bad at the game that we can teach them how to play, and that's that's kind of the event. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there you, you, I think you can approach it from any direction, and it's still good. And salty people are going to be salty no matter what you do. You can't worry about those guys. Um, but. Uh, Something yeah, and it, it will give like an it will give an opportunity to to the players to to talk to the devs about the the problems they have and the, what they what they want to be improved, etc. Yeah, I remember an interview of uh, Matt Higby, who said that he often played on his character called Higby, and everyone was sending him tells on what they wanted in the game. Yeah, and I'm sure this one this could have been fun. I always liked seeing Higby the, around. Like if I saw him at a fight, I would get excited. If 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 I killed him or he killed me, I'd get excited. Um, he 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 was an awesome mascot for the game. It was sad. Yeah, no night Ned. We had great people, man. Even Tire, I I miss the player studio videos. Like they were hilarious. I I used to watch this because I wanted to create my helmet uh, at some point. Uh huh. Then I realized that it wasn't possible. Mm. But uh, yeah, man, they had fun. 
reviewing this. There was yeah, some there was a, really cool uh, content on their page. There was a whole personality component to that to the original Planetside dev team that uh, it seems like hasn't really been replaced. And you yeah. know, Rel's a cool guy, right? He obviously knows what he's doing. He's a smart guy, but he's not like a he's not a Matt Higby. He's not he's not a big personality guy. He's not a big charisma guy. I get the sense. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. A, yeah. Great they, they need to find does, someone. But yeah, we need a public figure. Have you seen? This is why I think uh, uh, what's uh, what's yeah. Archie doing is great because he's casting uh, Planetside to like a professional caster, and um, yeah. We need yeah, some Archie's people that shout. A cool service. Yeah, well, I mean, so this is what I've noticed. Um, you know, my little my little corner of Twitch where I have a few people who watch what I do, I've always noticed that whenever I do Planetside content, I always get a boost in viewers. And what I think I started to realize is that Planetside, from a content perspective, is kind of starved. Like, there aren't enough yeah, creators totally. for Planetside for the amount of there the is, size of the audience. I totally agree, man. I myself also like. Uh, I'm like. I'm wondering where are the the Planetside two videos. Uh, this is a question. I'm I'm wondering since seven years. Where are the cool Planetside two videos? And uh, yeah, this is why I I created content mostly on this game. There's a lot of a lot to cover. I'm getting amazing sessions. Like if I I I do a lot of videos, but I have even more content on my hard drive sitting to be edited. Like. Uh, it's uh, infinite the amount of videos that I could do with all the the cool moments I, I, I have, and um, I I miss I miss the Planetside 2 content creators. Like Planetside 2 has been like backstabbed so many times. Uh, mm. Sometimes when I think about it, like uh, with all people that have left, like uh, the Planetside Arena backstab, uh, the the big YouTuber backstab that left. Planetside Arena and, was um, rough. Yeah, and I. It, it How has, do you it feel has about made people... Arena? What's your take on it? Man, it oh man. I found this so stupid from the beginning. Like I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Like now it's easy to say it because uh, yeah, it has been uh, shut down etc. But uh, from the beginning I was like, what the hell are they doing? Are they are they like uh, are they blind or something? Uh, I I th I thought this from the beginning, but I just shut my mouth. I'm like, okay, shut up Mukas. Maybe it will work. I don't want to to hinder their success. Right, right. But uh, I always thought uh, this was like the stupidest idea ever <laughs> to create Planetside Arena. Even some people, some people like it, but yeah. like compare Planetside Two and Planetside Arena, it's like uh, going back ten steps for me. It was like, uh, man, we have all these awesome features. We're gonna remove ninety percent of it and create <laughs> a new game, and people will love it. And I was like, what the hell are you thinking, guys? So yeah, yeah, I found this too, really stupid from the beginning. I'm glad it's shut down. I'm glad they're focusing now on uh, on Planetside 2. I, I never liked... Uh, I played a few Battle Royals. I tried Fortnite. I, did, I didn't like. I really liked Apex Legends. But like uh, the, nive the level of polish in this game is insane. Like They would have never been able to, in Apex? to get this for Planetside Arena. Apex Legends. Yeah, the polish, like yeah. uh, it's a just the voice game. acting. It feels great. The it's presentation beautiful. is pitch perfect. And they still Correct. can't get anywhere close to Fortnite. And the music, man. The music, the characters, yeah. voice acting. This is this is really good. Like, uh, they had no chance. They <laughs> said the Arena had no chance. Yeah, that was a hammer so, blow so, for Arena. So, yeah. And, and like, uh, not, going not only from, that, um, 
do you remember back in January last year when they were starting with the alpha tests and we started to hear back from some of the people playing in the alpha tests and be like, this game isn't really any good. Um, it really needs a lot more work. And then in February, Apex came out and then it was like, yeah, I, it was really painful, man. I imagine for the devs, it must have been so painful. Yes. To have been working on that and to have seen a product like that come out. Um, that's, that's fucking wrong. But, I completely sympathize was, with that, but was, I agree with you too. The whole vision was, on planet side arena to me, it's like they're cashing going in backwards on an IP. Like, like it's it's not Planet Side. Like you really shouldn't even call it Planet Side. Planet Side's about combined arms territorial control. That's the game. If you yeah, want to make a like battle the... royale, ah <laughs> oh, man, it's it's um. The fail was so obvious that uh, the Planet Side two vets saw it like ten kilometers uh, from ten kilometers away. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I'm not happy that it failed so hard, but I also am, was not at all surprised because um. Exactly. I would say the, I would have been more surprised if they were hiring when I said when I posted the the, press, the, the apocalypse video like, uh, oh, big surprise! There is layoffs. Guess what? The game doesn't work. I'm like, oh, you realized? <laughs> I was like, oh, you finally figure out that the game doesn't work. <laughs> finally. So do you oh think that God. the failing of Arena is what what gave us? this big surge in planet side development it seems to be what happened man maybe it's the case actually there's some few things that came from arena like uh, dx11 which was a really big step that's important i agree well the one vehicle and a few weapon skins but yeah i think the prince to devs learned a lot from the prince of arena failed like it, it must have been so painful that now you, you can see the the difference in their behavior that uh, I think it's the Planet Arena lesson. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not so sure that the lesson's actually been learned other than don't do that. The impression that I have is much more cynical, and I would like to be wrong, but I was right about Arena, so let me tell you what I think and tell me if you think I'm silly. Uh, yeah? The impression um... that I have is that they, is that Arena completely failed on every measure, and Arena originally being the idea to squeeze what interest they could out of the planet side IP to create a battle royale game, they just kind of ran out of ideas after it failed and said, oh, well, well, planet side still has something to it. Let's just take all those developers, throw them all back to the main game, and we'll see what happens. Um, I think it's because they saw that uh, planet side 2 still had a strong player base. And that rail, maybe even with the three-man team, was getting results. And they were like, uh, maybe we should just double down on this. And um, now, just with uh, this first update, I'm sure they, they they have been reinforced in this ID. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's There's a lot of hate for rail, but I think he knows what he's doing. I think he has a good idea for the game. I think his vision Man, is probably... Um... If he's working day and night every day on the game, what else can you, can you, can you say against him, honestly? Can't fault him his passion and his patience too, to have to have try to <laughs> hold down the fort with two other guys, while while the company was throwing support behind another completely different product, um, and they must yeah. uh, he... <laughs> maybe he's the savior, the one who kept it afloat. Like honestly, 
well, it's kind of like those all these outfits that have kept Planetside alive while it's been in the downtimes. Like, you have the faithful people on the development side. Like, um, I guess Andy Seitz has been in the picture for a while too, and Rel, and and you have the outfit leaders who have been keeping the game alive um, as well. There's a certain kind of symmetry, poetry to that. Uh, I don't know, but um, yeah, totally agree about the outfit leaders. Like, uh, it's a uh they have a big part in the survival of the game and um and and um the developers who didn't give up also like uh, they didn't give up even with three members in the in the dev team so yeah props to to all of them and yeah. i think all of this made the the community very very united and and uh, how do you say the very aware of each other like they know that uh, together this the, the the only way to to go through this together is together is what like the plan set to community understood at some point. Yeah, I guess I guess that that's one way to look at it. That's, I hope um, that that's actually, what happened. I cannot say. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad that yeah. all this attention is now on plan set to like it should have been from the beginning. It's very exciting because um, I think for players like you and me, we can see the potential on planet side easily, and it it feels good to have that kind of I feel like it's finally being reflected back at us from. Uh, the developers who have been taking Planetside up until recently in very, um, I don't know, in, in directions that, that don't seem like they line up directly with what we might want from the game. Like you have, you have things that going back a lot of late, or like construction, um, the original version of implants, um, and then arena. And you look at all these things and it's like, man, how are those things chosen? Did you see the um, the tweets that... Um, I think Paul Diazio is his name. He was a programmer on RPG team before the layoffs. No, I don't remember this. I remember the guy, but not his tweets. Sure. Well, he said something to the effect of um, he was he was expressing bitterness, basically, at um, feeling like leadership set him and his other developers up to fail. That that, that the direction that was chosen made no sense, which I think a lot of the, the fan base also felt like too. And when you see a change in direction, like the one we've seen um, in the last few months, the question I always have to ask is why? Why did this direction change happen? Because although I like what I'm seeing now, um, we've always seen big population surges whenever big releases happen. And from what I've seen, there's always a big population surge. And then two months after the, after, after the content comes out, um, the population goes back to normal. So, you know, we'll really see, starting in May, how much of this population is actually going to stick. And I also think that um, right now there's a big question mark with this Outfit Wars format, where the community seems to be a little unhappy about how the selection for participation in that event is working out. Have you been paying any attention to that? Uh, honestly, I haven't checked the Outfit Wars things. I'm in a competitive play like that. Are you Maybe later, to, uh, but... Is NCIV planning to participate in it at all? Uh, if my members want to do it, uh, they, they'll be free to do it if they want. Okay. But uh, personally, I'm not that interested. I think, yeah, the follow-up is going to be very, very important on this update and how they manage the the, the influx of new players. And uh, Rel, Rel's already said that uh, it's going to be very important, uh, the follow-up, because it's not enough just to do one big update. So, yes. so yeah, I, I hope it's going to keep up. But for now, like uh, they're putting like a good basics. Like uh, you need the foundations before building the building. You know, you need the and the outfit is the foundation of this game. 
Yeah. So yeah, if they yeah. if they reward the outfits and leaders, like uh, after that they can just leave, give a few out, give give a few tools for the leaders, and the leaders will keep creating content for the game through through their leadership. Yes. So it's gonna remove some 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 strain from the devs. They they'll not be forced to to just push out content all the time because pe- because they're gonna give people the the means to create their own content. That's what I I mean. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Totally. And if for me, if there's any one bit of 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 hope that I'm holding closest to my heart with all the things that are going on right now on Planet Side, it's that they could have chosen to do so many other different things with this update. But what they did choose to do was something that was completely outfit centric, which I think is the first time that we've seen that. And it's a massive validation of what's it feels like the community has known for a long time to be exactly what it's needed. And it feels in a lot of ways like we're all pushing in the same direction now. The developers and the community, the leaders, the content creators, we are all pushing the same thing. And that feels so good, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice that they freaking focus on the on the important things. Yeah. Okay. Well, Salim, we've been talking for almost a couple hours. Um, I'm running out of time, but this has been really fun to catch up with you. Um, I would love the chance yeah. to maybe talk to you again at some point in the future, maybe after Escalation has um, wound down a little bit, maybe after Outfit Wars comes out, see what your thoughts are. Um, would you be open to that? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, let's see if, if the time is good. Yeah. No problem. Okay. All right, cool. Well, we'll uh, I'll stay in touch. Uh, in the meantime, thanks for jumping in and talking to me. This has been really fun. And uh, yeah, I will uh, catch you later. Hope you have a good night. You're welcome, Dick. See you. Thanks for the, the invitation. It was nice. Absolutely. My pleasure. You take care. <laughs> Talk to you later. Take care. Bye-bye.